Hey, y'all, you're listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm Sam Sanders, and we're going to mix things up for this show. We're taking a much-needed break this week, but we still wanted to leave you with something good. So instead of our usual wrap of the week's news, we are going to revisit my chat with actress Regina King from last year. Regina King has been in the biz since she was 13, way back in the day. You may recall her role as Brenda Jenkins on the classic NBC sitcom 227. After that, she just kept on working. John Singleton movies like Boys in the Hood and Poetic Justice, other movies like Ray, consistent TV work, and voiceovers in shows like The Boondocks. Regina King has stayed busy and kept making good stuff. And now, decades into her career, the industry is giving Regina King the accolades many think she should have been receiving all along. She won two Emmys for her work on the ABC drama American Crime in 2015 and 2016. And last year, she won an Oscar for her performance in the Barry Jenkins film, If Bill Street Could Talk. And just last week, Regina was nominated for an Emmy for her work on HBO's Watchmen. This is a show that's inspired by the graphic novel of the same name, where superheroes and vigilantes are outlawed. This show deals with issues of race and policing, a lot of things that we were talking about when this interview originally aired. And we are talking about those things even more so today. But with these topics, the show does this thing where it flips traditional notions of race and class and policing on its head to make its point. In this chat, Regina and I talk about Watchmen and why she gravitates towards work that consistently deals with racial bias. And she tells me how she stayed centered and grounded when the internet would have her be anything but. Anyway, we begin this interview at NPR West. Yeah, back when we could be at the office and be in the same studio together. What a time. Regina was turning her phone off, and we talked about push notifications, mostly how much we dislike them. I really couldn't feel like, much. I mean, it's like dinging for things like oh, yeah. Pinterest. Exactly. Like, I'm like, what and the you're hell? like, what? Yeah. So they're all off, and oh, they've been good. all off for years. Yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to do it that way. I mean, it's yeah. just like, it'll suck you in. It feels yeah. like, one, these things have shortened our attention spans. 100%. But two, there's just so much random stuff on the internet to get sucked into. To get sucked in. I, I'm really trying to be better at looking at social media, mm-hmm. you know, looking at your feed mm-hmm. and not having a visceral reaction to something. <laughs> Teach me your ways. I, I, I have not, I've not mastered it yet because they've managed to pop in like tweets or something yeah. or Instagram posts from Things, people you don't follow. Oh, yeah. And things you should not care about. You should not care about. Or that I get in my feelings like, why is there a National Pancake Day? Like, I, oh. <laughs> why? why are we doing why, this? Why are we doing this? Why, yeah. why, why, oh, yeah. why are we doing oh, yeah. this? But then you've also Googled National Pancake, pancake Day. Day. Yes. And you're like, well, what's the most popular pancake? pancake I want to yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, Who invented know. pancakes? Where'd they come from? And then on the flip side... I understand National Tequila Day. So what does that say about (laughs) me? Yeah, yes, yes. I mean, thinking big picture about that, this internet media landscape, is it harder as someone who makes TV or movies to get the attention you want these days? Because when you're making 227 back in the day, you're one of a handful of networks. They got you in a good time slot. You are watched. Yes. And now... You are not just putting TV on the TV. You're putting TV into that Internet world full of distraction. And you are trying to be someone's 
International Pancake Day? <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to be number one trending thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it is difficult. And, yeah. and it's difficult to be okay in my spirit about that. You know, yeah. th- that's that's the thing that I find myself, um, you know, that's the tug within me. Like, I feel like, yes, I need to understand that we are in a different day and age, that mm-hmm. this is the time where social media is what you use to uh, promote yeah. a project or yeah. a cause or whatever. But the reality is I'm not really consistent. Mm-hmm. And what I do notice is, you know, you have to be on there consistently feeding it so that you can break through National Pancake Day (laughs) and and everything else, Yeah, you know? But also, it's like you are an actress first, and I'm guessing you want to spend more time on the craft than... than, Yeah, but I got to tell you, I'm so impressed um, with those artists that are able to be on there like all the Mm -hmm. time and and posting every single day several times a day and manage to be really great at their craft. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever be good (laughs) at that. And what I will say is I'm okay with that now. I have gotten to that place (laughs) that I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. But you know what you do have? Yeah. An Oscar. (laughs) That part, right? That part. Right. I mean, so like there is also this kind of thing where like it is interesting to see you in this moment making the stuff that you're making because as someone who's been a fan and been watching you for a while it feels like something in the last two three four years you are functioning and your career is functioning like on all cylinders mm. does, I, do, does it feel it does watching you it feels that no way? it does feel that okay. way and i feel like there, there a lot of experiences have taken place mm-hmm. to lead to this moment as yeah. with anyone's life yeah but i think i've been very good at Um, learning from my mistakes, you know, not uh, repeating them, Mm -hmm. um, uh, growing Mm -hmm. from uh, my mistakes or or just circumstances that have taken place. And I do feel like I I move with more confidence Mm -hmm. now, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. especially in the past, you know, seven, eight years. Yeah. I think being a mother had a lot to do with um, getting me to that space without actually thinking about it, without Explain. consciously. Explain. Um, because I have another life that I'm responsible <laughs> for. And 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 that's like the number one priority. Mm-hmm. And and the reality of because I'm my son is an only child. Okay. So the reality that not only is he an only child, I'm mm. an only mom. I'm, you yeah. know, so yeah. I'm learning it just, just as he. Like we're he growing is. together, yeah. and that growing together and learning uh, through his eyes mm-hmm. allowed me to think in a more selfless way. Yeah. Or, or well, and also it, you don't you have less time to get caught up with the petty. The with yeah yeah exactly in. In thinking of like gaining that confidence, being a little better, just being you in this world and in your craft, it almost feels like you would not have been ready for a role like The Watchmen a few years ago. I wouldn't have been ready for a lot of things. Okay. You know, like a lot of people ask me, um, first of all, I believe that uh, I, I love the saying that uh, we make plans and God laughs. Yeah. You know, yeah. that there is, there, it yeah. does not get more oh, yeah. true than that. Yeah. 
And God is a Netflix comedy special. Ma- <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, I'm telling you. Like just yes, and yeah. and, and and thank God you can look at it. Uh-huh. <laughs> thank you, God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'll have people ask me. You know, do you feel like um, you were uh, you you should have been recognized here or should have mm-hmm. been recognized there? Mm-hmm. And when I think about that, I think about would I have? Let's just take the Oscar for instance. Yeah. Would I have received it the way I received it now? Mm. Like now, it's what I, I think. If it may have happened years ago. Mm-hmm. It, I probably would have received it like, okay, I've done it all now. You know, now what? Yeah. Whereas now, I know that that is so not even kind of huh. close to the huh. tip of the iceberg. Huh. While it is a wonderful feather in your cap, it's seeing it as, okay, this is great currency. Huh. To, for the next. For the next, yeah, yeah. Huh. And, you know, for me... That was happening while I was shooting Watchmen. Oh, really? So yeah. you were still working in so, the midst uh, yeah. of all so, of it. So I was prepared at this time in my life to be able to be doing yeah. all of that. At and once. At once. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't know that if that would not. Yeah. It wouldn't have been the case. Earlier. Earlier on, no. What gives you that core emotionally? Um, is my, it Jesus? Is it what? What is it? I, I, Jesus, praise <laughs> Jesus. Um, yes, it is my spiritual uh, base, my okay. foundation, and that came from my mother. Okay, you know that's. I mean, it's really as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Just when you are in the womb and you have just everything surrounding you mm-hmm. is spiritually in tune. Okay, you know, and yeah. that's you know my mother, my grandmother. Okay, my. It's. It was just in the DNA. Almost. It's in the DNA. Yeah. 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 All right, time for a break. When we come back, Regina King tells me about the HBO show Watchmen, and what it means to come to the table for difficult conversations about race. You're listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR. We'll be right back. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp, the online counseling service dedicated to connecting you with a licensed counselor to help you overcome whatever stands in the way of your happiness. Fill out a questionnaire and get matched with a professional tailored to your needs. And if you aren't satisfied with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time free of charge. Visit BetterHelp.com minute to get 10% off your first month. Get the help you deserve with BetterHelp. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Sometimes food is more than just food. It's an integral part of the community. So this year, Discover is giving $5 million to support Black-owned restaurants to places like Rodney Scott's Barbecue in Charleston, Post Office Pies in Birmingham, Back in the Day Bakery in Savannah, and hundreds more places in your local community all across the country. Learn how you can show your support at discover.com. The Americans with Disabilities Act was signed 30 years ago. So why, to this day, is the disability community still fighting for their rights? Listen now to learn what they're fighting for. On Throughline from NPR, every Thursday. We are back. You're listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm Sam Sanders. This week on the show, we are revisiting my chat with actress Regina King from 2019. We spoke about her latest show, Watchmen, on HBO. Last week, we all found out that Regina King is up for an Emmy for her performance on that show. Congrats, Regina. 
So the show, Watchmen, give me your elevator pitch in 30 seconds, and then I'll come in with mine. First of all, this is an elevator pitch if you're on a local elevator in the Empire State Building. So (laughs) (laughs) that's it. We'll take a time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Okay. (laughs) So it is a show that comes from source material. The comic books. um, The comic books. It uses the source material as if it's the Bible. Yeah. It is the Bible of this alternate universe. Okay. And in this alternate universe, we have picked up, for those who are fans of the book, we've picked up 30 years from when that book ended. Okay. And we are, while like that book dealt with the threat of Cold War, Mm -hmm. in this story, our biggest fear is... um, Racism mm. and policing. Sounds like my life. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I thought that was so smart for Damon to choose yeah. that as that, that backdrop, yeah. that imminent fear. Mm-hmm. Also, the show is like a gumbo of genres. Okay. So you have sci-fi, you have romance, mm-hmm. you have humor. Mm-hmm. You have real historical events that will be oh, yeah. happening. The on open the is the Tulsa race riot. Yes. So you're giving history too. Yes, you and, and that's one of the things that I thought when I first read the script. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Your character in this show, I want to describe it accurately. You and there's layers to the character. It is. It's like mm. so. Your character is a former police officer. I think we can say that she's a police officer but she is operating undercover mm-hmm. as a police officer because um, a certain series of events have taken place mm-hmm. that has led the police department in Tulsa mm-hmm. to police in a way that their identities are hidden so the, you, you, all these police officers are wearing masks. Yes. On patrol. On patrol. Which is weird to see already. Already. Yeah. And then the detectives, mm-hmm. their uniform, mm-hmm. if you will, is individual to, if not one detective's. Where's the same so, thing? Where's the same thing? Huh. So Angela Abar is uh, who I play. To me, she kind of represents all of us. Mm. In the way I say that because in the first episode, you get to see three different masks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You know, and that's kind of how we move Mm. in real life. You know, who we are at the family reunion is different than who we are at home Mm -hmm. with the immediate family. Yeah. Than who we are at work. Than who we are at work. That boss that gets on a nurse. Exactly. You know? Yeah. You know? So um, we're always constantly um, changing masks. And sometimes we get confused on which one we should have on. Oof. Through Angela, we kind of explore all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. through, Through Angela, through story. So this show that is asking us to grapple with big questions about policing, but in a way where everything's flipped on its head. The racial hierarchy seems to be flipped. The relationship between cops and civilians seems to be flipped. When you think about using a show like that to get at these big central questions of American life, does it work better or differently than a show that is perhaps more 
what we see every day. You've done other shows about race and policing mm-hmm. that seem specifically of this moment mm-hmm. and like scenes from our lives. Mm-hmm. This is a show with questions about policing and crime and race, but it is set in a world that feels very much not this one. Mm-hmm. How do you think about the way that those shows make us ask those questions or answer them when one is set in this world and one is not? Right. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just thinking about just myself as an audience member Mm -hmm. that I do feel like I receive things that are provocative or that makes me want to talk about them later Mm -hmm. when there's humor involved. Yeah. So I guess this is very similar in that way. Yeah. Like, for example, um, um, I saw Slave Play. Okay. Um, ooh. I need to. I've I've been hearing. <laughs> ooh, child, <laughs> man! But that's a perfect example yeah. of what you know. I'm talking about. Yeah. You know the the and 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 similar to Watchmen in a way that, like, I don't. No one knows. They're going in not knowing what to expect. Yes. yes. I don't want uh, people to. I don't want to say. I hope that you feel this. X, yeah. I want you to walk out of there or, or come off your couch, take it in, mm-hmm. and just be honest about what you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. and and that's really yeah the best we can do as yeah. artists. You yeah. know, having the opportunity to contribute to a conversation, yeah. Yeah. to force the viewer to be honest about what they're feeling. Yes. Yeah. A theme in your recent work that I've noticed. You deal with notions of the police state and crime and race and policing. Mm-hmm. I am guessing you taking roles over time that speak to that is not by accident. I don't think that they are. I, 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 this is going to sound crazy, Sam. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like I'm actively looking for these stories. Mm-hmm. But I will say that if the story moves me, mm-hmm. then... It moves me and feels like it's rooted in truth, mm-hmm. even if it's a comedy. Yeah, then I'm attracted to it. Yeah, I will say because I have been on this earth for 48 years, yeah. and so much of that is part of my experience mm-hmm. being black in America. Yeah, subconsciously and consciously, uh, yeah. I can't help but be attracted to, to it. it. I can't help it. You yeah. know, so it's it's not that I'm out there like only send me these projects uh-huh. it's like you know five or six things will hit my desk mm-hmm. and that'll just be the one that my heart says that's it yeah yeah well and it also feels like we're in this moment where <clears throat> the real world cannot figure out race and policing we can't figure it out politicians can't figure it out yeah uh, protesters can't figure it out and like sometimes it feels like the only way to actively work through this stuff is through the creative arts oh 100 percent and also, I think a big reason why I can't figure it out is because if you're trying to revise the past, mm. if you're actively not trying to learn mm-hmm. about the past mm-hmm. or differences, then we're never going yeah. to get to a space where we have enough people that can be solution-based. Yeah. And and I say that to say that it's not just only uh, white people, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. having a reckoning mm-hmm. is black people understanding that this is the case. Yeah. So how do we move in a way that's 
solution-based solution to help that reckoning yeah. come sooner. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, like it, it's 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 the question between allowing yourself to be angry all the time or allowing yourself to be solution-based. Right. And those sometimes that goes together, but oftentimes it's two different things. Yeah. And oftentimes. You know, we have a lot to be angry about for good reason, but 100%. how does my anger serve a solution? And that's the biggest thing right there. Mm-hmm. It's like um, when you come to the table mm-hmm. with differences, mm-hmm. the first thing you have to do is understand that we both have anger and pain. Yes, and we both feel righteous in that in anger, that and, anger pain. and pain. Yes. So how can we converse or... I, I, I keep using the word solution based because yeah. we've been talking for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> you yeah, know, exactly. how, how do we get to a place where we have forward movement and not lateral movements mm-hmm. um, without triggering the anger and the pain and making and, and letting that speak for us? Exactly. And when I say this, I'm saying it because I am working at it as well. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. something that I think we're all working through. And I think for so many people, it's terrifying mm-hmm. to consider coming to that table and being honest about how you feel. Yeah. That's terrifying. Oh, yeah. No matter what you look like, mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And how can we do that with respect? Yeah. That's yeah. the hardest part. It's hard because it's hard to sometimes um, want to respect someone that seems to be refusing who you are. Yes, your personhood. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. yeah. All right, time for another break. When we come back, more from my 2019 chat with Regina King. She told me the thing that she wants folks to take from all of her roles is that she is proud to be an American. And even though this chat is from last year, the problems, at least on race and policing, they haven't changed. BRB. This message comes from NPR sponsor Ancestry. Every family has a story. Bring yours to life with Ancestry. An Ancestry DNA test can tell you where your ancestors are from. And Ancestry's billions of records and millions of family trees let you discover their unique stories. What will you discover? It's easy to get started. Start your Ancestry 14-day free trial or get an Ancestry DNA kit at Ancestry.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Allbirds. Everyone is spending more time around the house than normal this year. So Allbirds has found a way to maximize comfort by putting their premium natural materials to use. Introducing all new Trino Undies, underwear made by combining sustainable eucalyptus fiber and merino wool with the carbon footprint labeled on each pair to maximize transparency. Find your pair at Allbirds.com today. Black voters play a pivotal role for any Democrat who wants to win the White House. But there are some big divides amongst that block and some serious ambivalence that could determine who is elected president this November. That's next week on Code Switch. When it comes to your work that deals with race and crime and policing and race relations in America, what do you hope folks that have followed your body of work on that subject take from seeing you in those roles over the last several years? Hmm. This is going to sound cheesy, but I guess overall, I'm grateful to be American. Mm. 
You know, I, I mean, mm. I, I truly am. Yeah. And, be, and because I am yeah. is the reason why I, I guess I'm gravitating to these stories. Yeah. And I hope that through um, as difficult as it is that you can still find pride even with all the ugliness yeah. that comes with the history yeah. of America. You know, this that that's a I, I kind of feel like in a lot of ways, not to pat myself on the back, <laughs> but that's very brave to say that I'm proud to be an American yeah. in especially right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And part of me being proud is because I do um recognize how ugly mm. America mm-hmm. can be and has been. And still is in some ways. And still yeah. But I'm also a person that finds the beauty in the bruises. Uh. I just feel like I can't love me and mm-hmm. not um, be grateful mm-hmm. for all, all that's brought yeah. me to be right yeah. here. Yeah. So that sounds like really granola. Yeah. And, I get it. But it's, I get it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so part of loving America, and people will say this when they're protesting about things that America is doing, part of loving your country is wanting it to be better. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And loving your mean, child. Is yes. Your chi- loving your parents. Or, you yeah. Know, yeah. Loving a child is not never saying to them, you did this thing wrong, or you can right. do that better. Loving your child is saying, I want to help you be the best you can be. Yeah. And that wasn't that right. That wasn't what it. You, yeah, that wasn't exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, you can do the same thing with your country. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is, it is. I think it's particularly vital to see those conversations happening in work like yours, because in so many other spheres of public life, <clears throat> that candid work is just not happening. And it feels so, noisy, right? It just feels noisy right, right now. Yes, and, you know, and th- that's uh, that. And you know, when we were first talking, and we were talking about anxiety, yeah, that comes up. I think that the noise just makes you so anxious. Yes, which is why it's 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 as weird as it sounds. It is refreshing to watch this dystopian show of yours <laughs> because it allows me freedom from that, and I can just focus on a story that is going to make me ask some bigger questions. Some bigger questions, yeah. You know, yes. One hundred percent. Because going back to talking about trying to ask questions and have um, a discussion and not lead with pain. Mm-hmm. When with a show like Watchmen, I think yeah. it, it can it takes some of that rawness out. Yes, yeah. It is. It is an interesting time to see art about this hard stuff happen yeah. because I think like. If it's not happening there, it's not happening anywhere else, unfortunately. Yeah, anywhere I agree. else. Mm. I agree. Anyway, officially, how long have you been in the biz? You started two two seven when you were what thirteen? Thirteen. I shot the pilot at thirteen. Wow. So as a what you know, I was going to acting school and doing plays and things like that prior to that. Mm-hmm. So I'll be forty nine. Okay. In January, okay. and your birthday marks the, the last day of, of that, that year. year. Okay. So, so it's been yeah, yeah thirty six thirty six years. Yeah. When did you know that you wanted to do this? Um, probably in college, you know. But you were doing it before. I was doing college. it before, but I wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> Wait, I wanted what? To be, I know. So then, who got you on two two seven at thirteen? Um, I was I, I was always a fan of the arts. Okay. You know, um, the thing like living in L A. is uh, while. Our one of our biggest exports, exports yeah. is Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's still not as as far as the in all of the arts it's not like new york yeah. in that sense that yeah. it's you know just bubbling with you know all different types of arts mm-hmm. But my mother, being a teacher, mm-hmm. whenever anything came to L.A., you know, we're going. she got, we are going. Okay. You know, when Eartha Kitt came in Timbuktu, <laughs> okay. we were going. Alvin yeah. Ailey, okay. in town, Dance Theater of Harlem, in town, we were going. Yeah. So, you know, she started that um, mm-hmm. excitement very early on. What of your work has she enjoyed the most? Oh, gosh. That would probably be a question that you have to ask her, but I think there is a certain amount of pride that probably came along with Bill Street because it was James Baldwin's work and and just who James Baldwin is and what he means to us as Mm -hmm. Americans. And I say as Americans, I think it's very important to uh, uh, say that. I think it holds a special place in her heart. I love it. Thanks again to actress Regina King. Last week, she was nominated for an Emmy for her work on HBO's Watchmen. All right, listeners, we're back next week with a new show. And, of course, we're back with our Best Things segment. In the meantime, do not forget to send us the best things that have happened to you all week. Just record a voice memo and send that file to me at samsanders at npr.org, samsanders at npr.org. This week, the show was produced by Janae West, Anjali Sastry, and Andrea Gutierrez. Our fearless editor is Jordana Hochman. Our director of programming is Steve Nelson. Our big boss is NPR's senior VP of programming, Anya Grundman. All right, listeners, till next time, I'm Sam Sanders. Talk soon. <laughs>